hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the bonus part of today's FYI. I hope you enjoyed the first part of the show, and if you're enjoying the bonus part as well, well, remember, spread the word, let people know that there's a fun way to learn English, and it's called FYI. And thank you again for being such amazing students and patrons. It really is lovely to see students so motivated, so driven, so excited about learning English. Keep up the good work. So let's get into the controversy right away. Now we use the word polemic in English. This is very polemic, but it, I would say nine times out of ten we say the word controversial. So if there's controversy, it's controversial. So there is some more controversy around boy bands. And that is that a lot of them, not the ones that make it big, like Justin Timberlake and Michael Jackson, but a lot of them, well, they become washed up. And washed up means like when you were a celebrity, you were well known, and you kind of disappear into oblivion. Oblivion siendo la nada. We have another name for these kind of people too. People who were celebrities at one time and no longer are. And this happens so many times with young people. That's why I said this is one of the controversial things. Because when people are really young, do they really know what they want? Do they really understand what's happening to them? That millions of people are screaming their name? And the term we use for somebody who was famous and is no longer famous, we call this person a has-been. I love that. It, Un ácido. <laughs> it makes sense, doesn't it? A has been. We're going to talk a little bit about this as well. We're going to talk about how this has affected many people. There are many people who were in these boy bands and, well, later when they realized that their fame was short-lived, well, they turned to drugs and, well, they got in trouble and it didn't end well. No acabo bien. But then again, you got to ask yourself that age-old question. Age-old, lo hemos visto, milenario. ¿Ves? Lo he aprendido yo. No tenía que buscarlo esta vez. The age-old question, is it better to be famous once and really famous or to never be famous or known at all? I don't know. It's a tough question. But as we say in English, the grass isn't always greener. Que el césped en su patio no es siempre más verde. No tienen mejor vida. In fact, a lot of these people are under much more pressure than we are. And again, if you're 17 years old, do you really need that kind of pressure? Millions of dollars riding on you being able to sing the notes right and dance? All right, well, now let's take a look at some funny stories from the boy bands. And this one was crazy. Ryan Gosling, I looked this up, uh, and there's a story that kind of um, it tells it in a very exaggerated or overstated way. But simply, this is the story. Ryan Gosling, you guys know Ryan Gosling, one of the most famous actors right now. He is Hollywood's A-list. Nosotros decimos A-list son los de primera. Well, Ryan Gosling lived in the same apartment complex as some of the members of the Backstreet Boys. In fact, he was on the Mickey Mouse Club. You guys know the Mickey Mouse Club. It's a famous TV show. And Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake and Ryan Gosling were all members of the Mickey Mouse Club. I sing the song to my daughter all the time, the opening song. 
M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E, Mickey Mouse. And there's another thing you'll see. A lot of these people have a connection to Disney since a lot of them started down in Florida. So Joey Fatone, if I'm not mistaken, from InSync, he was working at Universal Studios in Florida. And Justin Timberlake was on the Mickey Mouse Club show. And one day, these guys were shooting hoops. To shoot hoops, es echar una pachanga, pero de baloncesto. And A.J. McLean, one of the Backstreet Boys, uh, told Ryan Gosling that this group that he was in was going to be huge. And Ryan Gosling supposedly told him, it's not going to happen, bro. No va a pasar, amigo. Ni de coña. And that was pretty much it. Gosling never auditioned for the role. And that's why I said before, people overstate this or exaggerate it. Because people say, Ryan Gosling was almost a Backstreet Boy. No, he was friends with them before they were famous. And he told them, ni de coña, tío. And he was wrong. And the funny thing is, they all became famous. But uh, none of them became famous as basketball players, it seemed. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about the Backstreet Boys and their first gig. Remember, the word gig is bolo. And it's funny because you're thinking a huge stadium or who knows, maybe a little intimate venue. Intimate is intimo and venue es un sitio de conciertos. No. It was at SeaWorld in Orlando, Florida. And this was, as I said, in 1993. There were 3,000 people in attendance. And do you know who was behind them? Okay, sure, they had the stage, el escenario, but Shamu was behind them. And anybody who's ever uh, been to the United States or any of our theme parks will know that Shamu is uh, a trained orca that was at SeaWorld in Orlando. So their first concert, imagine the Backstreet Boys doing their dance, doing their thing, and they've got Shamu, the, the killer whale, behind them. Hmm, kind of takes some of the romance out of it, doesn't it? And they had only formed about a month before that performance. So these guys were just getting to know each other as performers. It was, they hadn't had much practice yet. In fact, the youngest member of the group at that time was barely a teenager. He was 13 years old at the time. I'm talking about Nick Carter. Uh, the oldest member was 22 years old, and that was Kevin Richardson. My wife's favorite is the Backstreet Boys, no doubt about it. But my favorite is InSync. And you know why I like InSync? Well, because I met them. And I didn't realize it when I met them, but I met them. And I was living down in Orlando. Many of you guys know I was living and working for Disney. And I was living with this guy named Steve. This guy, Steve, who was kind of a strange character. He did a lot of things, but nobody really knows what he does. One of those guys. And so I took the opportunity. I think it was $200. Florida's a lot cheaper than New York, I should say. And I was renting a room, alquilando una habitación de este pibe, this, this dude, <laughs> porque era muy pibe, he was definitely a dude. And I was renting the room from him, and I knew he was doing website design, and he was running several businesses and things like that. Uh, but what I didn't know is he was designing uh, InSync's website, and O-Town, and these other Orlando boy bands. And so I, I knew very little about this, as you can imagine. I was myself uh, probably around 20-something, and I was not into boy bands, naturally. 
So I got home from work. This guy had a huge house, by the way. Un casoplon. And I got home from work, and he was uh, hanging out in the living room, drinking some beers with some dudes, and he introduced me. Me presento. It's normal, right? So far, you know, I was all sweaty. I was coming back from work. Yo estaba sudado. And he goes, hey, Alberto, this is Joey, Justin, Jason, and bing, bang, boom, whatever their names were. And I said, hey, oh, cool, cool, guys. Nice to meet you. Welcome. I was like, there's beers in the fridge. Tienes cervezas en la nevera. And I'm going to go shower. I'll be back down in like 15, 20 minutes. No, ahora vuelvo, voy a duchar. And then my friend came upstairs, because yo alquilaba la habitación arriba. He came upstairs and he said, <clears throat> Alberto, do you know who those guys are? And I was like, uh, who? Your friends? And I was like, no, I'm, they seem like cool guys. Parecen tíos bastante majos. He's like, dude, those are the guys from InSync and O-Town. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I ended up going downstairs. I didn't, I wasn't starstruck because, as I said, that wasn't my style. I was more of a rocker. Now, as I said in the beginning, in the first part of the thing, if you put on baby bye bye, I'll, I'll dance. I will. You, you, you won't stop me. You won't get me off the dance floor. So, next time I ask you, did I tell you about that time I had some beers with InSync and O-Town and I didn't even realize it? And the first member of InSync, uh, his name was Chris Kirk, Kirkpatrick. Blech, can't say his name. Chris Kirkpatrick. He was the first member. And he would have never decided to start this band if he hadn't been rejected from the Backstreet Boys. Eso es. So Chris Kirkpatrick from InSync wanted to be in the Backstreet Boys. He auditioned. They turned him down. And he said, well, the heck with you guys. I'm going to start my own band. And he talked to this guy we talked about before, Lou Perlman, and they started to form in sync. So I guess you could say that Chris Kirkpatrick and the Backstreet Boys were not in sync. <laughs> Sincronizado. Oh, okay. Bad joke. Bad, bad joke. But I told you I was going to tell you as well, as, aside from being in sync, sincronizado, it's also an acronym of each member's name. Uh, so supposedly the last letter of each member's name. Uh, first name, not last name. So Justin is the N. Chris is the S. Uh, Joey is the Y. Jason is the N. And JC Okay, those are the, the members of the group. But wait a second. Hang on a second. Where, where's that, that Jason? Who's Jason? What was that all about? Jason? Well, Jason was the original member of the group. So I didn't know this myself. Jason Galasso, he was the original member. And he was replaced later by Lance Bass, who later became uh, one of the members when they got famous. So they decided, oh my God, wh what are we going to do? We're not going to change the name. That would be absurd. So what did they do? Instead of changing the band's name, they changed Lance's name to Lanston. Y entonces sí que acababa con una N. <laughs> And they said for like years, they called him Lanston. Now, here's another little-known fact. Well, at least I didn't know it. I found it quite fascinating that the boy band craze, the crazes, la moda, uh, didn't really start in the United States. The 90s wave didn't really start in the United States. Europe 
was the first place that welcomed the Backstreet Boys. Uh, and this was because their album was released in 1996. And this was internationally. But first, they made it big in Europe. I read an article that said that the European fans were so nuts about this group. They were so crazy. They were so gaga over them that a lot of the hotels that they wanted to stay in banned them. They said, sorry, we can't take those kind of crowds. So look at that. From playing uh, with Shamu in the background to, you know, playing all over Europe and not even being able to stay in certain hotels because they can't handle your fans. It's a pretty good reason to be banned from a hotel, if you ask me. It reminds me a little bit of when I was at El Hormiguero, the famous TV show in Spain. And I was giving my student there a class, Pablo Motos, the host, El Presentador. And that was the day Justin Bieber was going to the show. And it was out of control. I remember going up on the roof in La Azotea and looking down and seeing throngs, multitudes, I think you say, throngs of adoring Justin Bieber fans screaming. I mean, there were police blockades all over the street. It was insane. And I guess we can't talk about boy bands without talking about the new kids on the block. Yeah, the new kids. I remember that being one of the first ones I remember because I was pretty young. Uh, this was 1988. So this was before that Backstreet Boys and all these, all these other ones came. We could say the new kids on the block paved the way. Allanaron, allanaron el camino for the 90s wave. And the new kids on the block, they shot to stardom so fast that they were on tour with Tiffany. Do you guys remember Tiffany? I think we're alone now. Well, that's a Beatles song, but she made it very, very popular. Tiffany. Well, they were opening for Tiffany on her 1988 tour. And halfway through the tour, the song I'll Be Loving You Forever, which was a single from their second album, became number one on the Billboard singles chart. And that was the beginning of the end. I don't know if that's ever happened again, but what happened as a result of that is that Tiffany and the new kids on the block switched places. So now Tiffany was opening for the new kids on the block open is ser telonero or she was the opening band or the opening act for the new kids on the block i'm sure she wasn't too happy about that but hey that's the way the ball bounces así bota la pelota que significa así es la vida now, one of the original members of the New Kids on the Block was Mark Wahlberg. And I'm sure many of you know Mark Wahlberg from so many movies. He's been in hundreds of movies. I, I, I don't know. But don't quote me on that. But it seems like he's been in hundreds of movies. And he was an original member of the New Kids on the Block. His brother Donnie Wahlberg was also in the group. But uh, he quit the band before they started recording. And he would later end up joining them on tour, but with his own group. And I still remember, um, Mark, if you guys want to see Mark Wahlberg, the famous actor, rapping, you got to Google Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch, Good Vibrations. And let me tell you, turn it up. 
Dale caña and get ready to dance. It's got your good vibrations. Come on, come on. It's a really cool song. It's very, very catchy. And you want me to be honest with you? I prefer that song to any of the new kids on the block songs. And let's see, who's the one who stood the test of time? That's right, Mark Wahlberg. He's still kicking butt and taking names. Es una forma de decir petarlo, arrasar. And let's talk about the rivalry. You know, the media, they, they had a field day. Se lo pasaron bomba. Se lo pasaron en grande with this rivalry. In sync versus the Backstreet Boys. Who's the best boy band, you know? And I love, I remember, I was more interested in the feud, the battle, than the actual music. So, who wins? Well, if you ask my wife, she'll say the Backstreet Boys. If you ask me, I say in sync because I met them and they were really, really nice. But who's the best-selling boy band of all time? Out of those two, the winner is... I think I need a drum roll. Un redoble, por favor. The Backstreet Boys. So my wife wins that one. <laughs> I don't even know too many of their songs, if I think about it. Oh, I know that one. I want it that way. Tell me why. <laughs> oh, no. My voice. You guys are going to hear my voice crack. <laughs> but you know what? That song makes no sense at all. No tiene sentido. It's true. Let's look at the lyrics. Now, the song is called I Want It that way. Lo quiero de esa manera. So I guess in the song, he tells us or they tell us what they want and exactly how they want it, right? No, it's actually quite confusing and vague. Let's take a look at the lyrics. You are my fire. It is mi fuego. The one desire, el único deseo. Believe when I say, creelo cuando lo digo. So por ahora, lo quiere así es que quiere estar con ella, no? Believe what I say, I want it that way. But we are two worlds apart. Somos dos mundos divididos, no? Lejanos. We are two worlds apart. Can't reach to your heart. When you say that I want it that way, tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Uh, excuse me, a heartache. Uh, dolor de corazón. Uh, how would you say this in Spanish? Not pésimo. Uh, misericordia, right? Heartache. Melancolía. So if any of you can figure it out which way he wants it in the song, if you can figure that out, let me know. And uh, it's actually funny because they blamed, whose fault was it? ¿Quién tuvo la culpa? Well, they blamed Max Martin, the Swedish songwriter, es sueco, and they said he didn't know English very well. So he's just like throwing some words in there and, <laughs> and that's that. <laughs> Do you even need to know English to write songs? I guess not. Well, either way, the band recorded another version of the song uh, with lyrics that made a little more sense. But you know what? Everybody agreed that the original was better. So does music always have to make sense to be good? Not to be a number one hit. And what does the future hold? ¿Qué tiene el futuro? Well, as I said, everybody's looking at Asia because some of these bands that are coming out of there, out of Korea, as they call it, the K-pop, which if you look at it, there's a documentary, uh, I believe it's on Netflix, Explained, and it explains K-pop. And it's brilliant because what they do is literally make 
perfect music. So you like rock? Don't worry. There's a rock riff. You like dance music? Don't worry. The same song has got a dance They found a way to kind of try and please everybody. And it's pretty insane. Check it out. And it's working. Because BTS, the South Korean supergroup, they are number 43 on Forbes Celebrity 100 list. And what does that mean? What's the translation? They take home, se llevan a casa, $57 million in pre-tax income. Pre-tax, antes de que te quitan eh, los impuestos. And income es ingresos. I think I'm in the wrong profession. I mean, I love teaching English. I love producing podcasts. I love doing radio shows. But maybe I, sh I missed my calling. I should have been in a boy band. I'm not a horrible dancer. Although my wife tells me I have two left feet. To have two left feet is que no bailas muy bien. And we're going to wrap up the episode now, kind of doing a, a full circle here. No, Vamos a dar un círculo completo, un giro completo. And I started the show by this stereotype. I stated this stereotype that boy bands don't have staying power, that they, you know, they're a, a flash in the pan, they're fleeting. But that's that couldn't be further from the truth. Because if you do a, a, a VH1 Where Are They Now special, most of these bands are still making music and they're still touring. One of the only ones that isn't is InSync. And InSync didn't even formally break up. InSync, what happened was they were a victim of Justin Timberlake's success. The Backstreet Boys, the Spice Girls. I mean, these guys are not only still selling albums, selling out stadiums, but they're also selling merchandising. And as we know, uh, groups, especially nowadays, make a lot of money from merchandising and clothing. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode, even if boy bands are not your thing, even if it's not your cup of tea, like me. As I said, I've never been a big fan of boy bands, but I feel like uh, I learned some really interesting things as well. And if I say I'm a Beatles fan and a Jackson 5 fan, then can I really say that I'm not a fan of boy bands? I don't think so. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you're enjoying all the episodes. If there's anything you want to hear in the future, uh, anything, any topic, just let me know and just tell me. I want...